and sunshine, rocking the good time with all our friends. Easy and carefree, out in the summer breeze, loving a simple thanks for hours on end. Right about sundown, we lay on the ground, count on the stars as they come out one at a time. Ain't this a sweet life? Hey everybody, I'm X Factor winner Tate Stevens, and welcome to the Sweet Life Podcast, where we talk about everything from music, sports, food, entertainment, and, well, just living the sweet life. Hey guys, thanks for listening today. Tate Stevens along with AJ. Yes, sir. So, today, <laughs> listen guys, uh, real quick, um, we're going to talk about 90s country music. I mean, listen, it's uh, probably the greatest, well, I, I can't say the greatest uh, era of country music. Yeah, you can. All right, it was the greatest <laughs> era of country music. Uh, man, I, I just, it, it's one of those uh, things for me growing up, you know, uh, in, in being a, a teenager in the 90s. Um, so all these songs and all these artists meant so much. It was it was kind of one of those um you know, you just grow up with it, and, mm-hmm. and it becomes part of you, uh, all this music. And, and there's so many great artists. So today, AJ and I uh, are going to kind of give our favorites, uh, top five-ish, Ish. five-ish, <laughs> plus-ish, uh, favorite male, female, and uh, groups. We may have more honorable mentions than we do lists. <laughs> <laughs> tons of tons of those. Tons of those. So uh, kind of hit that today, and, and uh, it's going to be a good show. So stick around. Some of you, you're going to love uh, as much as we do. Um, you know, and then some of them you might go, oh, yeah, I forgot all about that artist. Yeah. Um, but, man, just there's so many great artists that come out of the 90s, and and and, and some of them are still playing today, which is awesome. You yeah. Know? Uh, so you still get to see them and things like that. But, uh just it's one of those eras of music in 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 our genre that is uh, man it's just hard to it's hard to beat that music it really right. is so um, also on the show today we have a good friend uh, Mr. Roger Carson is going to be on with us yeah. uh, Roger spent many many years in the radio business um, as a DJ on several different stations but for a long time here in Kansas City uh, so he's going to be on kind of share his story. And uh, his love of 90, 90s country and just country music in general. Also, uh, he has some really good stories about the people he's met. People have come through uh, just starting out, and then he gets to see them when they're selling out arenas. So pretty cool stories uh, from Roger today. So you guys don't want to miss that. Uh, but, man, all right, AJ, well, let's go, man. Let's, uh, let's figure this out. Um, starting off with the male category of 90s country males. Yes. Um, now... Okay, so when I think of 90s country, um, there are some artists that are coming out of the 80s that were were just getting going in the 80s and some all the way through the 80s that were still big. George Strait, obviously, Randy Travis. Mm -hmm. So those don't really count as 90s artists, even though they were making hit records in the 90s and it's still part of 90s country. I mean, they were kind of the 80s guys, right? Right. So um, now there's a few... On here, on there's there's one or two on my list that were coming out of the eighties, late eighties, eighty nine. Mm-hmm. So they're gonna well, make that you know, they're gonna make that cut coming it's in. Close enough. Yeah, they're gonna make that cut coming in. So um, my first, uh, my first guy, obviously, um, you can't think about nineties country music and not think about Garth Brooks. Yeah, you know, uh, to me, no one no one had a a bigger impact on music. Uh, than he did in in the nineties, mm-hmm. country music for sure, uh, and just there were so many 
so many hits and and just his obviously his his road show was amazing it's like a circus um and uh but um so garth garth is my number one guy coming out of the 90s uh yeah so what about you same okay good he was my number one i remember watching when i was a kid watching uh is like a two-night concert special I can't remember. It was on network TV because uh-huh. we didn't have cable uh-huh. back then. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know, four channels, fight over. <clears throat> yeah, yep, uh, exactly. We had, uh, it was, uh, I can't remember where it was or what year. It was like early to midnight, early 90s. Okay. okay. And it was like a two night concert special. Huh. I don't know if you remember that or not. But anyway, that was like my first, like, oh my God, this guy's nuts. Because he was oh, like yeah. swinging off ladders that oh, were hanging from the yeah. ceiling he was playing the saxophone on that one song that i guess he that's the song one song he learned how to play saxophone for yeah 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 um I remember what song yeah i, I uh stay with a late late show oh, sing along yes. with the ones i know one night a day one night a day yes. yeah that's yes, right yes. um uh, yeah okay so that was in uh texas stadium that was the show in texas stadium had okay. a black and uh a gold shirt on probably um, yeah yeah and they had the rain for the thunder rolls, he really had rain falling mm-hmm. on the stage and all this craziness. Yeah, and that's the one where he flew out over the audience on the yes. the wires. Yeah, yes, I do remember that. Yeah, yeah, of course I remember. I'm telling you about the show. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, all this stuff. Uh, I can't remember. I don't remember that don't at remember all. That. Yeah, so uh, obviously, yeah, Garth Brooks huge. Yes, um, you know for for sure. Uh, for me, the '90s biggest. Biggest impact, and, and probably that's what I remember about 90s country was yep. Garth Brooks. You he know? was the man. Um, for sure. Um, next on my list, uh, you want to do male, all males and then females in yeah. bands, or you want to do yeah. kind of mix them up? I don't yeah, know. let's do that. Just do all males? Okay. Yeah, maybe So well. second guy came out in 1989. So right in that 90s uh, was Clint Black. Okay. Um, loved, man, his first couple of albums were just killer. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and, and again, growing up, being becoming a teenager, listening to Killing Time and, and Love and Blind and all just great stuff. Country, very country mm-hmm. and, and great. And I remember, so talking about Clint Black, just a second, in Belton, uh, growing up, Clint used to come to uh, Rich's Steakhouse in Belton, which was a bowling alley. They had the bowling alley, and they had the steakhouse and lounge on the other side. Well, Dad used to play. Dad used to play <laughs> at uh, Rich's Steakhouse. Yeah. Uh, in the in the thing, and Clint would come through, like right before he got his deal, and then obviously after even a few times would stop in and play, and uh, so that was pretty cool. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, but Didn't you know, know that. Clint Black to me, I think uh, that he had that country thing, real country. Uh, that was, you know, but it was different. He, you know, there was something different about his voice. There was mm-hmm. something different about, you know, the thing. It was very like old school Merle Haggardish. Sort of, yeah. And you know. and it had that really, tw- it had the twang that yes. you, you look for. I, I, I mean, and, and but it, you know, man, just great, great, and a great musician, great player, played harmonica. It was kind of cool, kind of different, you know. So yeah. uh, he, to me, is my second male. Uh, my, you know, out of the '90s. So, uh, gotcha. What's up? What's what do you got there? I got Joe Diffie. Okay, that's my number two. Number two guy. So, yeah. um, I I will say uh, Joe is my number three guy. 
Um, and and here's here's the only reason why is I, I think um, I, I put him at number three, and I was just this is just all off the top of my head, trying to like thinking back and like remembering parts of the '90s. Uh, there's a lot of bacon and eggs in there for me, you know, <laughs> between 1990 and today. So I'm, I'm trying to, you know, sitting just writing these lists out going, man, you know, uh, you know, Garth and, and Clint Black and then, then Joe, right? Yeah. So the cool thing about, for me, about Joe Diffie uh, is listening to Home, his very first single. Yeah. And, and I remember listening to it and, and it, and it like took a minute. It took a minute for me to, to kind of, you know, it was kind of not not bluegrassy, but it was you know uh, very finger picky, you know, mm-hmm. thing. <clears throat> so, um, and and, and it, it it was great, but it kind of took a minute, yeah. you know, for me to get it. Uh, I thought he was a great singer. Obviously, as soon as I heard him sing, I'm like, wow, this guy's great. Sure. And it's very country still, but it was a little different, kind of. And so it took a minute for that song, but once I got it, once I got that song, it was really, uh, it just it it went. You know what I mean? It was mm-hmm. like, okay, that's the guy. Yeah. I started trying to sound like him that day. I I mean, like burning up. <laughs> you know, uh, the thousand winding roads, and, and you know, just that that. His first, oh my god, I was just literally the cassette tape and flip it over, flip it over, yep. flip it over. And and he would he would sing, and when he was singing, his voice was so smooth, just had such a warmth, and 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 th- and it was so awesome to me. And, and so I, I was like, man, I, I want to sound like that. That's when I sing, I want it to sound like that. So, how here I am, you know, 15, 16 years old, trying to figure out how to. You know, have a have a more mature voice. You know, when I'm How do singing, I sound like <clears throat> maybe the greatest country music singer <laughs> of all that's times. out right yeah, now. I don't How know. do I sound like that guy? How do I do that? <laughs> so you know, um, and, and so I would just listen to those his his songs and imitate what he was doing. You know, um, with the the oh the drops and the yeah. you know that uh, you know uh, if you want me to. You know, just those things. And then he would soar, mm-hmm. just like, oh, if it takes. And it's like, oh, oh wow. Yeah. You know, I could do that because, you know, I was like 15, 16. So that was a little <laughs> easier then, <laughs> you know. Uh, and, and, but, um, you know, for me, jo- Joe Diffie, man. And, and it was just, you know, song after, after that, it was song after song. You know, it was still Clint Black, still Garth Brooks. You know, of course, George Strait. You know, I mean, obviously, and, and Randy Travis and those guys. So, yeah, man, I'm agreeing. That Joe's my number three guy. So and yours is Garth Brooks, Clint Black, Joe and, Diffie, and Joe Diffie. Yeah. Okay, so I got Garth Brooks, Joe Diffie. My number three is Alan Jackson. Nice, nice. That was, I think, I was in sixth grade. Right. Sixth grade when that video for Chattahoochee came out with the. <laughs> You know, where he's like, where he's skiing just with his cowboy boots on and the the jeans and the t-shirt. And I just, that was like the first time I really became aware of Alan Jackson. (laughs) Sitting in the the inner tube tube with his boots playing his guitar. Yeah. 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 Well, um, yeah, definitely. uh, 
Alan Alan is is number four on my list. <laughs> yeah, he's number four on my list. And we haven't coordinated these lists, but no, not at all. Not <laughs> it at all. Seems like we're <laughs> yeah, not at all. Okay. Okay. So, who do you have for number four? My number four is Travis Tritt. Ooh. Okay. All yeah. right. I like that. I yep. like that. I think uh, the first song that I really became aware of Travis Tritt was um, Modern Day Bonnie and Clyde. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of a later. Yeah. But, I mean, I always knew of him, right. but that was the first time I'm like, oh, this is a guy. You know, yeah, you always hear, hear people on the radio, but until you, like, visualize something, you're just, you know. But that was my first my first real encounter with Travis Tritt. Hmm. All right. Yeah. So that's your number four. Um, all right. So now here's where mine gets a little tricky. Uh-oh. Is this your 11 yeah. honorable mentions? Yeah, this is my honorable <laughs> mentions. Because each one of these guys have, have a different spot for me in 90s music. Okay. And, and when I think about, ni- in, you know, the 90s country, um, you know, this is what I, this is what I think about. You know, and, and the, when, when I was putting this list together, I'm like, well, what about this guy? You know, great songs, huge fan. What about this guy? Great songs, huge fan, you know, great singer, great, you know, whatever. And, and it was really hard to narrow it down to five. So, um, John Michael Montgomery. Now, I know, right? It's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. John Michael Montgomery. So that's my number five. Is it your yeah, number yeah. five? <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Oh, yeah, good. So yeah. John. Okay, John Michael Montgomery, man. Um, mu- his music, uh, Beer and Bones. Right. I think oh, that was his yeah. first one. I think that was his first. I think song, it right? was. Uh, man, when I heard that, I thought, "Here we go, man." There's some yodeling. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, and I'm thinking, okay, here we go. I like this. I, you know, kind of that beer drinking-y kind of thing. And I'm like, dude, I dig it. Right. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, then you go on to some of it. He had some, probably some of the biggest uh, love songs, if you will, uh, in the 90s, man. I mm-hmm. swear. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, then we had all those bands. The was it In Sync or uh, Backstreet Boys or somebody? They they did it. They did yeah. a version of it with him. You know what I mean? So yeah. I mean that that song crossed uh, crossed over uh, a ton. I love the way you love me. I wrote I wrote a bunch oh. of songs down. Oh, <laughs> <clears throat> you know, yeah. Just thinking back on some of these artists, man, and you know, so um, I can love you like that. Oh yeah, all for one. All, you, we, I think wasn't it all for one that. Oh, probably. Oh, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. They did. The, they did a version of it. Yeah. Thing, okay, so here's what's funny. I don't. Ryan Reynolds is in this movie, and I don't know what it is. <laughs> and it starts out, and he's a fat guy. He's like fat when he was in high school, and then he slims up to be Ryan Reynolds. You know, yeah. and he comes back to his hometown and yeah. trying to pick up on his old, you know, the girl he <laughs> loved and yeah. all that. And they're friend. But and at the end of the movie, the outtakes, he's singing. He's singing that in his fat suit. <laughs> I, just, I don't know why. I don't know why he went there, but that, that's funny. <laughs> But no, so John Michael man had all these great songs. Yeah, and and of course now we're in high school, man. You know now girls are real important. Oh yeah, and so these things are are you know happening. You mentioned Travis Tritt. Travis is on my honorable mention list. You know any more? Oh. oh, come on, man. So do you have any honorable mention guys throwing on your list? No, I have. Mm-hmm. Um, 
honorable mentions for later, but I okay. don't have any for me. All right, well, I have some more honorable mentions here. So, yeah. <laughs> so Mark Chestnut, another guy coming out of the nineties, dude. None, yeah. None of, another one of those guys in the nineties. His music was really uh, kind of one of those turn turn point parts of my my you know teenage years. Mm-hmm. Uh, went to see him live a couple times, and it was awesome. You know, and then later got to open shows for him. Uh, you know, so that was cool. Uh, Clay Walker. Yeah. I remember 1993. Don't know why I remember this. I remember my alarm going off. Well, it was music. You know, I had my the my alarm clock radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and uh, I was a, a senior in high school, I think. Uh, jun- junior, senior, I can't remember. Uh, senior in high school. And my alarm went off, and it's playing uh, What's It To You. I gotta know what mm. love is to you. Because that yeah. was his first single. Well, they're killing this song on the radio i mean they're playing it a thousand times a day and of course blows up to be a big hit you know but i just remember for whatever reason that's the first time i heard it when i was i woke up and i thought wow i like this i don't know who it is but i like it you know yeah. so so listening to the radio you know in, in my truck and stuff and, and finally figured out oh it's clay walker the guy's name's clay walker <laughs> you know um so clay walker then tracy lawrence and tracy bird both tracy's <laughs> Uh, great, great alibis, man, and yeah. and, and even uh, one of uh, I see it now, and mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> he had a cool series of music videos. They were all tied together. They were all tied together like was, Quantum Leap type yeah, thing. It was very for cool. all you uh, not so young people that remember Quantum Leap. <laughs> Quantum that was my favorite show growing up, man. Quantum really? Leap. Oh really? man, I loved it. <laughs> I like. No, I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> that, I'm not gonna say it. Uh, we'll uh, we'll do TV shows of the '90s in a, yeah, a later. Abs- absolutely, absolutely. So I think I think that was it. Uh, Travis Tritt was in my my um, honorable mention guys too. Gotcha. So there's my artist, my male artist of the '90s. Now females, female yes. artists. Now again, Reba's gonna be in there just because she was making big old hit records back then. You know, in the nineties also. Well so Yeah, she didn't make my nineties list. She didn't make your nineties list. She didn't make li- my nineties list. No, because she had a lot of stuff in the eighties. I know, but because I okay, so she's like George Strait though. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right, I get it. All right, Whenever go ahead. this was when I think of nineties, okay. this is what I think of. All right, go ahead. So we'll start with number five and okay, go to number, one. Okay, number five. Yeah, yeah. Number five. Here we go. My number five, Terry Clark. Oh, Oh, nice. Terry Clark. She always had the cowboy nice. hat and the, the yeah. T-shirt. And yeah. I always thought she just had like this cool look. And I can't couldn't remember if she had a mullet or if it was just long hair. No, just long hair. Just, just long, long hair. hair. Okay. Yeah. Well, the cowboy hat you yeah. can never tell. But yeah, absolutely. Anyway, Terry, that was man, that was my number one. five. That's yeah. a good one. Um, Susie Bogus was oh, my number five. Yes. Susie Bogus was my number five. Um, you know, just Terry. Yeah, Terry Clark. I forgot. That's one. See. There you go. Yeah. One that I forgot about right there. Absolutely. All right. Number, What's your number five? Number, Susie Boggess was my number five. Oh, yeah. Yep. Okay. Susie Boggess. So my number four, Pam Tillis. Oh, very good. Very yep. good. That's a good Shake one. that sugar tree. Shoot. Shoot. My, <laughs> okay, my, let me see. My number four is is uh, uh, Trisha Yearwood. My number four is Trisha Yearwood. And I'll tell you why she's number four. Um and and she falls. She if falls. Garth listens to this. He's gonna be pissed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it wasn't. It had nothing to do with singing. It had nothing yeah. to do with singing, obviously, because um, she should be number one. 
you know, one or two anyway with this the, the her voice. But she's my number four just because of her music. Her music was kind of in that space where I wasn't, you know, um, it, it was it it was great, but mm-hmm. for me it was just something that I wasn't really into mm-hmm. at that you know in, in when she was starting to make her run, I wasn't really digging it, right? Yeah, you know, like I like I was some of the other females, you know. Um, but no, singer wise, yeah, you don't find a better one really than Trisha. She's amazing. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, all right, all right, three, number three, Winona. Why no one is on it? Yeah. <laughs> All right. That was Winona. when I think of nineties yeah. female. Yeah. I, Winona's one of the even though I think the Judds were in the eighties. Yeah, they were. Winona's big coming out was absolutely I assume was the nineties. Yeah. As, as, okay, so mine I, I okay, mine is um Martina McBride. Mm. Um another powerhouse, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, five foot two, but can sing her face off just yep. louder and snot. You know what I mean? It's awesome. Uh, Martina, I thought, you know, to me was one of those '90s icon, you know, uh, female artists, and yep. and uh, you know, I and these and these can and these are going to be in a in a in an order where. You know, it is. It, you could. I could roll the dice, and and they could fall in a different order, and I would be okay with it. Right for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. So, all right. Two. Number two. Number two. Uh, Trisha Yearwood. Okay, that's my all number right. two. Very good. Very good. My number two is Lori Morgan. <sighs> Tell you why. I forgot all about Lori Morgan. See, how do you a, forget about Lori Morgan? No. Okay. The something in red video. This is why she's number two. <laughs> Good God Almighty! I hate it. I hate the fact that <laughs> when I think about Lori Morgan, uh, that's what I think about. There's yeah. something in Red video, but it's so. She was so beautiful. Mm-hmm. I mean, smoke show, dude. Yeah, smoke show. Yep. Um, and and okay, so there there's another one that's number two also. So I have a tie for number two. Okay, Faith Hill. And, oh, yeah. 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 yeah and, and another smoke show. <laughs> See, another Faith, complete She didn't make my show. list because I think of Faith Hill as like yeah. clear on, you know. Yeah. Okay. So here's here's the thing. Here's, Is she still like putting out songs today? I think Hill? so. I, yeah, yeah. Well, they tour, her, her and Tim tour yeah. with, uh, you know, whatever that tour is, their yeah. married tour. Um, <laughs> I don't know what it's called. Married to her. Yeah, married, the married to her. We've been married for 15 years or whatever it is, yeah. uh, 20 years. Um, so, and, and, and here's why for me, Faith Hill. Um, I, I thought it was, you know, being in the, in the clubs playing music, uh, you know, her songs were, were, you know, Take Me As I Am mm-hmm. and all that stuff. That was being played, you know, the mm-hmm. DJs were playing that in the clubs. So that. That's another that one of those it, yeah. things that that's that's what it meant. That's what the '90s country meant to me. Yeah. Um. You know. And and here's another thing. So uh, my buddy Pooch and I, uh, you'll you'll he'll he'll be a guest on our show one of these days. But he um, <laughs> we went to see Faith Hill at at the American Royal. Mm. So the cool little story about Faith, uh, she comes out plays. Well, the the Cowboys and stuff would sit in on the floor. You know, they would come out and stand on the floor, but everybody else had to sit, stay in our seats at Kemper Arena. Yeah. So there was no one really in front of her, you know, a handful of people. 
So she was all bummed out. She was like, I'm not used to this, you know, not having anybody in front of me. Can can y'all come down in front? Dude, I hopped the fence faster than, no, listen. And the poor security guard that tried to catch me. And, dude, I, I'm flying across the dirt, the rodeo arena, just right up to the front of the stage, right in the middle, staring right into her amazing looking face right so yeah i know this is crazy but um and so you know he comes up uh, pooch comes up we're standing there like oh yeah right up front and so she was saying she does her show and we're all like and now now there's hundreds of people standing in front of her and she's having fun right so she this is no lie this is not this is not a lie she was like you know she pulls out a stool well when an artist pulls out a stool what are they going to do they're going to bring somebody up to sing to them right and the whole night, like, I'm trying to make eye contact with her the whole night, right? Pick me, pick yeah, pick me, pick me, right? So, and she's staring right at me. And she's talking about singing to somebody, bringing somebody up to sing to. So I'm like, she's looking right at me. And she, she nodded her head, like, looking at me, nodded her head. And I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God. So I put my hands on the stage, getting ready to throw myself up there, right? And I don't know why I look down. I don't know why. Something just, like I caught something out of the corner of my eye. And here's this little kid standing next to me. And I look down, and he's looking up at her, and she's looking at me. And then I'm looking at her, looking at him. And I'm like, and I look up, and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> so I grab him, and I throw him up on stage. And people are screaming, you know, wow, you know, that stuff. And I, just, I looked at her, and she just she gave me the biggest smile. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like kind of winked, like that was good on you yeah. for doing it. And I didn't want to. I wanted to punch him in the face. <laughs> and she sits up there and she's singing to him. This little kid's like, hey, you know, he's got his big old smile and stuff. And then she kisses him on the cheek and he she comes he comes walking back over and like looking for help down. I'm like, no, dude, jump yourself. Get yourself down. <laughs> Break both your ankles. <laughs> you deserve it. <laughs> you deserve it after that. Uh, anyway. And and so she comes by and she's shaking everybody's hands and I, you know and here's the thing this is my my claim to fame with Faith Hill and uh, oh God. when when uh, <laughs> whenever you know if Tim ever listens to this you know I just want him well, to you know, know he's going to yeah I just know that <laughs> he's he's you know she told me she loved me before she told him she loved him. You know, because when I, I shook her hand, I was like, I love you, Faith. And she was like, I love you too, sweetheart. You know. Yeah. 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 And so I'm like, I know. I know you do. I know you do. I mean, <laughs> all right then. So sorry, Tim. I was first. And uh, anyway, so that's my 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 twin my twin seconds. Okay, who's your number one? Who else would it be? Shania. <sighs> yeah. Shania Twain. Shania Twain. Man. That, it always goes... <laughs> You know, it's funny for every female, it's like the music video for this, the music video for that. Man, that yeah. music video for any man of mine. Oh, yeah. Whose bed have your boots been under? Uh, Come on, man. She's walking around in the field with jeans on and a jean vest and a t Jesus. <laughs> All right. Yeah, she yep. asked number one for me, too, for 90s country. She was, she made my, by the top of my list. Again, smoke show. So, yep. um, you know, apparently that's what I liked. Uh, all right, man. All right, very cool. So let's do uh, groups or bands. Yes. Groups for me. Now, again, I'm, I got some, I got some, uh, I got some honorable mentions. Oh, boy. 
<laughs> this is going to be like a three hour. This is going to be one of them Rogan podcasts. <laughs> yeah. All right, my number five for 90s country bands. Okay, wait a minute. Hold on. I got to add a couple. I got to add a couple. Yeah, I got a lot more. So I need to count. One, two, three, four, five. Okay, so that'll be my five. <laughs> All right, go ahead. We run a professional outfit here. Absolutely. Uh, number five, Shenandoah. My number five, too. Is it? It's my wow. number five right here. Look yep. at that. Love that stuff, man. Yeah. Well, number four, I got Lone Star. Okay. So uh, for me... Um, John Rich, Lone Star. Not the... No, just kidding. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, for me, <laughs> McBride and the Ride oh, Okay. was number four for me. So... See, I never, I don't even know if I know a McBride and the Ride song. Yeah, you do. Do I? Mm-hmm. I'm sure you do. Yeah, you know, you know a McBride and the Ride song. I promise. We've you probably do. we've played we've played some. Have we played one? Yeah, okay. we played one. I guess I do. Yeah. Okay, I know that one. Okay, go ahead. Uh, what are we on? Number three. Number three. Little Texas. Ooh, Little Texas. Yeah, All man. right. All right. Uh, my okay. My number three is Ricochet. Um, yeah. and, and I'll tell you why, um, because, uh, for, for me, and I know those guys, so that was another part of, you know, getting to open shows for yeah. people. Um, first time I ever played daddy's money yeah. with, with you out at the Opry. So, yeah, yeah. 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 So, yeah. uh, Heath and, and those guys, great musicians, mm-hmm. great guys, great singers. I mean, all of it. They were just, yeah. it was a great band. That was a really great band, man. So, uh, okay. Number two, what is number two? Sawyer Brown. <gasps> Oh man! Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. My my thing with Sawyer Brown was the '80s thing. So they came out of the '80s. You know, it was like late 80s, late '80s. Though, was yeah, it? it was late '80s. But it was it was yeah, it was late '80s. I think mid to late '80s, really. And and so to me, that I didn't really put them in the '90s category, even though they were making hits in the '90s. Sure. And I love Sawyer Brown. Uh, my it's kind of like Restless Heart. Same same kind of deal. That was. You know, Restless Heart's my th- number, my number uh, three. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. They're yeah, they're my number two, tied for number two. Okay. So, um, yeah, that, my my number two was Restless Heart and and uh, Brooks and Dunn. Those those are my oh. my number two. That's my number two guys, right there. Diamond Rio is my number one. Diamond Rio, Diamond Rio is, is my one number th- one. The number one I think of. Yeah, me too. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So now I have, um, I have my my uh, honorable mentions, if you will. <laughs> okay. uh, Blackhawk. Yeah, great. That was that was that was really good. Blackhawk, um, Little Texas. Okay. Lone Star. Yeah. Uh, Sons of the Desert. Oh God! I for- Sons of the Desert. I wouldn't have picked that one ever. Yeah, I dude. Can't remember them at all. Oh man, Leaving October. Just uh, when you when you have a minute, just look up that song. Leaving October. Oh okay. man, dude, it's yeah, it's amazing. Um, and then uh, uh, I said Lone Star, uh, Black, the Dixie Chicks. I know. Listen, man. I, you like them, hate them, you know, they are what they are, but 90s country music is exactly what they are. Yeah. You know what I mean? So uh, they were 
it was just to me. Yeah, but are they really a band? Because it's like a yeah, vocal well, I mean, vocal group, really, that play well, instruments. I guess I okay. That, that's I'll the way. That's that, why I looked maybe. at it. For like, if it's like, hey, that's the drummer for Sawyer Brown or Little Te- or you know, yeah. that's that's kind of how I looked at it. But oh yeah, I'll, I mean, I get it. All right, yeah, yeah. yeah okay, <laughs> I'll give you that. I'll scratch them. <laughs> scratch the chicks. Uh, oh, because chicks can't, can't the, be the dicks. Yeah. Sorry, I'm sorry if I offended anybody. <laughs> Um, with calling them their original name, but uh, yeah, man. So that that's my band uh, group slash group yeah. uh, '90s thing. So that's solid. Right. Uh, that's a solid one. Um, I think both uh, we we agreed on a lot. We mm-hmm. just had them in a few different spots. You know what I mean? Uh, for whatever reason. But um, uh, so the first list that I made whenever we were going to do the show, uh-huh. it was the mixed. Everything like bands, female, male, right? Okay. Everything all into one list. Okay, I'm gonna give you that real quick. Okay, all right, let's hear it. Because there's some on this list that, that didn't that didn't, didn't make, make your my tops. individual list. Oh, all right, yeah. Because well, right, I made then. them at two separate times and okay, you know, all right, whatever. So my top five. Uh, let's see here. Diamond Rio's number five country act. Of all of, of the nineties. Of the nineties. Okay. All right. For me. When I think that makes of nineties country music. Perfect. Uh number four, Billy Ray Cyrus. Uh, okay. Dude, that's the epitome you, of nineties. Yeah, Mullet you, you cut shirt. You cannot you can't argue that. Nope. Can't argue that. Uh number three, Alan Jackson. Okay. Number two, Shania, number one, Garth. Okay. Yeah. But Arnable mentions the chicks. Right. They made it. And uh, Daryl Singletary. Absolutely. Yes. I, I agree. I agree with that. I like that list. I like that list. That's. A, I mean, I don't know. I may have thrown, you know. Uh, Boom. Yeah. May. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I may have <laughs> thrown. Well, I would have thrown Diffie in there just because, you know, he's my favorite singer. Sure. Uh, so I would have thrown Joe in there. Um, yeah, that, that's a good list, man. That was fun. Yeah. You know, uh, you know so – so songs from from that era, from the '90s, um, you know, you talk about Garth Brooks. Like, give me okay. We're gonna exclude the dance. You can't pick that one, and you can't pick Friends in Low Places. <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. So give me a Garth Brooks song from the '90s. Ain't going down till the sun comes up. Okay, so that's yours. Mine, yeah. mine is if tomorrow never comes. That's a good one. That that song to me uh, stands. Uh, I mean, it's like the dance, you know. To me, for me, mm-hmm. I think it just stands up. And it doesn't matter mm-hmm. if it was in 1960, 1970, yep. 1980, 90, 20, you know, 2025. Yep. You know, 2500 year 2500. If tomorrow never comes, is gonna yep. is gonna stand it's up. Always gonna be around. To me, to me, that's my my Garth song. Uh, is if tomorrow never comes, I think. Um, you know, that, that's one for me. All right, be surprised these songs that hold up. Yeah. It's like being out playing in bar bands like I do every weekend or whatever. Mm-hmm. You get all these song requests. If tomorrow never comes, that's always one of them. Yeah, you know, uh, and and it's kind of like Leonard Skinner. It, yeah. You know, it's <laughs> you know, I mean, everywhere you go, you can play any Leonard Skinner song. Yep, play Tuesday's Gone, and yep. there are people are like, yeah, yep. you know, uh, you don't have to play Freebird. You know, you don't have to play uh, "Sweet Home Alabama." You can give me three steps. Yeah. You know anything? They don't care. 
Nope. They don't care. They just as long as it's a Skinner tune, that's all they care about. Yeah. Um Okay, so uh name. Here here's another one. Here's here's another little uh so I don't know. Did you have Brooks and Dunn in your list? Not at you all. Didn't have a I sure didn't. Wow. They you know, they hit the two thousands pretty heavy and I I still yeah. That's still pretty fresh, even yeah. though they they were pretty much from the start to finish in the nineties. Okay, so so all right, Diamond Rio. We both had Diamond yes. Rio as as a as one. So um what what Diamond Rio song in in your when you think about all the great Diamond Rio hits, which one in the nineties would you say this is the one that I put in there. This is my song. If I'm a if I'm gonna listen to a Diamond Rio song from the nineties, I'm picking this one every time. Uh, Meet in the middle. Okay. That's the one that that's just the one that I always go to, that I always remember. Huh. All right. All right. For me, for me, I uh I go back to their uh I, I, I can't remember what record it was on. Um, uh, Mama, don't forget to pray for me. Mm. That's my all-time favorite Diamond Rio song, and I will pick that one every single time. But, nice. Uh, all right, so let's say female artists. Let's go with a song from females. Um, so you said "Any Man of Mine" was the video that you remembered from Shania. So. What song, what song not of Shania Twain's? So take Shania out. We're, we're not going to talk about her. Okay. We're going to talk about the other females that we had. Okay. A song from any of them that you said, that's 90s country to me. A female song that screams 90s country to mm-hmm. me. Oh my God! There's I mean, so many. No, I, I know. I yeah. mean, you, you talked about Pam Tillis with Queen of Den- like Queen of Denial, yeah. and all that stuff like that. Shake so, the Sugar Tree. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so '90s. So you know. Oh, Patty Loveless didn't even make my list. I didn't. She didn't make mine either. She was an honorable mention. So These I didn't. Top five list just aren't fair. Because I know it sucks. <laughs> like I said, there's so many artists and so many great songs that come out of the '90s. Man, it's just it's one of those things that's hard to do. It's hard. Mm-hmm. This is a hard. A hard subject to tackle. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, so, what what female song? <laughs> Where's that cricket? I know. Cr- <laughs> I know. I know. I'll tell you. So for me, yeah. For me, um, it it is uh, "Take Me As I Am" the Faith Hill song. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean. But again, you go through Trisha Yearwood's Walkway mm-hmm. Joe. Yeah. You know, um, she's in love with the boy. She's in, there. You go. I that's mean, the one for me. That's, that's the, the one, one for you. Yeah. All right. She's in love with the boy. All right. Well, that's awesome. So, all right. Well, there's our list. Yeah. There's our uh, our uh, '90s country lists from bands, groups, and uh, males and females. Yeah. So, all right. We are here with my good buddy. Uh, radio personality for for a long time here in Kansas legend. City. Legend, legend, <laughs> a legend. Let's call him a legend. Uh, legend means old guy. Yeah, that's why I say legendary because that means you're still going. Legend is past tense. Oh, legendary still going. Is still going, man. So uh, anyway, everybody, my buddy, Mr. Roger Carson. Thanks for being on. 
Hey, it's great to be here, Tater. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so listen, man. I, I uh, we got a lot to talk about. Nineties country. That's what we're talking about on this on this show. Um, and and so we're gonna pick your brain a little bit today. Uh, also, I just want to just kind of tell everybody why, how, and why you got into the radio business. What was it? Was it something that you heard? Did you hear someone on the radio and say I could do that, or was it more like, well, man, sure, I, of I course. Want to do that? It started really uh, with Casey Kasem. When I was growing up, 12, 13, 14 years old, radio meant something. Unlike the millennials today, radio doesn't mean a lot to them because they build their own playlists from Apple and Spotify and all that. So I would listen every Sunday to the great Casey Kasem to count down the top 40 songs in the country. And his voice was so amazing. It would sound like this. From Hollywood, California, I'm Casey Kasem. This is American Top 40. We don't stop till we reach the top. Now, (laughs) on with the countdown. And remember, keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars. Yeah, absolutely. So that was Casey Kasem. Very cool, man. That's awesome. And so I was an artist all through college. I made a living doing it. I'm a heck of an artist. I thought that would be my life. But then it's summertime at the lake. I grew up at the Lake of the Ozarks. Right. And so... I had an opportunity to do radio, and I thought, what a fun summer job, you know, pick up girls or whatever, you know, and I was the only one that continued with radio when everybody else moved on, ended up going to St. Louis to major market, then came to Kansas City, so that's kind of how WHB is where I came to Kansas City, too, so I got into radio because I did have such a deep love for music, all formats, I knew a lot about it, lived my life by music, so I thought, what an easy thing to do. And I knew I could perform on the radio, mm-hmm. you know, share stories about the songs, just entertain. Right. So that's kind of how it happened. Well, that's awesome. So when you start, okay, so you came um, you came from Top 40. Um, when you got to Kansas City, you were still Top 40 when you got here. Uh, then 104. Yeah. Once you once you uh, once you went to 104, which was uh, it was top 40. Then oh, um, it was straight ahead top 40. Yeah, and hair it, bands. <laughs> we had Warren. You name yeah. it, we had them all. Yeah. So then um, I remember. So this is how this is how it goes for me. I remember uh, when when that station turned country. Um, I yeah. re- I remember it was it was a couple days. I, I remember of it's 24 seven Garth Brooks. Every yes. song was a Garth Brooks song, and which was obviously it's '90s, and and that's what that's what was big. And, and, and it's Garth Brooks in the early '90s. Why wouldn't it be all a Garth? Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of a radio thing to do. You yeah. know, sometimes when they change a format, they will put one song, and we used to call them carts. They'd stick a cart in, and it'd be like going to Kansas City by the Beatles, and it would play for three days straight, and then they. Or they would play something totally unrelated. They play like polkas oh, for a wow. couple of days, wow. and then jump right into the top forty or whatever the new format was going to be for the new station. Right. So I remember that switch to country music then. Um, so you worked. Yeah. You still worked at one hundred four when it turned country, right? And then no, I didn't. I got fired the day it went country. Oh, you got okay. So they were like, "Hey, you're you're top forty guy. You're out." And so, well, interestingly, everybody was saying, well, we kind of knew something was happening, but everybody said, if anybody survives this, it's going to be Roger because he's done country. He did the urban cowboy days in the 80s. Right. He knows country. He can do this. He's a little more seasoned. At 32 or three, they thought I was the old guy then. (laughs) (laughs) And so I was the one, Kelly Yurick and I were fired the same day when they changed the format. 
Man. And I remember saying at the top of the hour ID from the country club plaza, this is KBEQ Kansas City, wow. Q104. Wow. Well, wow. I was just throwing that country and they're thinking we're going to country. Yeah. But I didn't know that I'd get the pink slip on that next day. Huh. So then, okay, so you yeah. so you leave there and you go across the hall? Um, I went across the street. Across the street then, right. It was a new station that KFKF was sister station, same company. Yeah, know? right. And it was called Hot Country, CJ106. Mm-hmm. So we're the stepchild to Q104 because Mike Kennedy and that group that he he built that. I mean, right. he was doing young country, yep. and he was on the ground floor of really uh, is building that whole format in the early 90s. And that's why he's had such major success because – he had the smart sport. He understood how, how to have a great time in the air, had a great staff. Yep. And so we were just trying to carve off a pars, part of their market share, if you will. Sure. So Kelly Urich is doing mornings. I'm doing afternoons at Hot Country. Now, shockingly, within it only lasted two years, but within six months, we had like a six share on that little country station because we were kind of fun. We were Hot Country, you know, and it was, it was working. Huh. Look at the artists that came in. We had Shania Twain, Toby Keith, Faith Hill, uh, Alan Jackson. All these new bands were coming in, that, dozens yeah. of them. Right. So the music was great, Tate. I mean, you know that. Yeah, and that's, you know, like I said, the 90, 90s to me, um, you know, that's my my years of, of you know, you're you're kind of coming into your own as a, as a, a yes. young man, you know. Uh, coming of age. Yeah, man, it's coming to age music, and, and for me, so a lot of those songs uh, resonate they have more of a deeper meaning uh, for me, uh, you know. And, you bet. And and uh, that time that time frame, it just seemed like it was a, it was like great. It was just a great the nineties. It was and, magic, and, and, no yeah, doubt. And and maybe and not just in music. I think for 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 a lot of us, and, and maybe it was because I was too young and I don't I don't I didn't know any didn't know any better. So, uh, but the nineties were great, man. It was a great time, uh, great era yeah. of of music yes. and 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 just life uh you know and like i said maybe it was just because i was young and dumb and i didn't know anything know any better but, but <laughs> well, let me uh, ask you this how did you feel the first time you heard indian outlaw you know it was it, to me the song was kind of um i'm like oh indian outlaw well i'd heard tim before so uh mm-hmm. reaching back he had uh, a song called memory lane. don't take the girl no no no, no but he had memory lane so Memory oh, Lane yeah, was on yeah. that very that's, first album that didn't right. do anything. Yes. They sold like fifty thousand units of this. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah. I loved it. I I thought it was a great song. And and uh, if I if I remember right, uh, that was um, I think Diffie actually wrote that song. I think Joe. Oh, did was, he? I think so. Oh, uh, we almost forgot about Joe. Yeah, yeah. You can't forget about oh, Joe. Oh, for can't me. do that. But but you know what I mean. So uh, yeah, Tim. I knew Tim. So that song was just kind of it was kind of different. When the first time I heard it, I thought, oh, that's weird. That's kind of man. Kind of yeah. you know had all the the different things going on some different bells and whistles that you weren't used to hearing in nine in, right. in that in in country music so yeah. it grew i mean obviously grew on everybody and, and it became a, a smash for him and and kind of launched him into superstardom over like yes. what they say overnight but not really overnight for him not really um, but but you know so yeah th- things like that and, and that's like I said again, '90s country music, man. That's it, tell it, me it your take harder. on Mark Chestnut. I want to hear what you say about man. Mark Chestnut. Uh, country. Does it get better than that? It, not much. If it does, no. I don't. I don't know if it does. Um, to me, Mark Chestnut was George Strait 
with yeah. a with a little bit uh, more res- deeper voice. Yeah, just a re- more resonating voice. That's kind of how John Anderson. Well, coming oh, out, coming yeah. out. Listen, coming out of the '80s, you know, listen to John. Seminal Wind. That's you know, coming out of the '80s with Swingin' and and some of those yeah, those well, first singles. And I wasn't a big Swingin' fan. Well, <laughs> a lot of people, a lot of people weren't Swingin' fans, you know. But yeah, yeah. But you know, yeah, you had John Anderson, and he had that string of hits there in the the early and mid '90s, um, and I, I loved it. I loved it. it was just when he sang man. on a straight tequila night. What a cool Doesn't song. Doesn't that just man. take you away? Yeah, man. Oh. So there's so many. And and then uh for for me, um and, and mm-hmm. so you you talked about people coming through the station. That's one thing that a lot of people don't understand in the music business. We have to go see radio. We have we had to take our singles uh still to this day, you have to do it. It's a radio tour. And you know, it's like eight weeks um uh, before your single comes out before the drop date of your single and then maybe six to eight weeks after it comes out just depending on depending on how you're doing uh and 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 how it's doing um you know when when you had to deal with the whole x-factor thing and sony records right you were kind of walking a tightrope because the two local radio stations 106.5 the wolf and q104 you had to walk that tightrope with the power of a love song i did you know uh funny enough and and we're going to get to that uh, we're going to get to that in a minute. Um, okay. But before, but before that, just kind of telling people how, because a lot of people, uh, Roger, they don't understand how singles become singles. Um, right. You know, the 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 label has a song. They go through. Who the, picks it? Yeah, and they say, okay, we like this one. The artist says, I like this. Label says, we like this. Okay, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll go with that. Whatever. So they come out. You get an ad date as a program director. You you got. A hundred phone calls a day from every radio uh, worker, uh, you know, people working songs. So, you know, they let's say uh, Sony, uh, they call and and whoever that rep for that region is calls. That's it. The call, rep from yeah. the label, and they and they're like, hey man, we're we're gonna bring said artist in. Uh, we got mm-hmm. a new single, it, and especially for the baby acts, the, the the brand new acts that no one knows or really uh, hadn't any had. No one has really heard of. Uh, they come in and and you go see every radio station in every major Absolutely. market playing in the kitchen, <laughs> or 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 not, and that's or a bad one, that. or just or just coming in and saying hi and burning out yeah. because they you realize that okay this isn't this isn't going to fly. But here. by doing that, you may end up being the John Party of the day. You know, absolutely. So you you go in. You go in and see the program director, music director, and then if you do, if you're if you're fortunate enough to do like a morning show or an yeah. afternoon drive or even an evening thing, um, you come in and you play your songs, usually live on the air. Um, what what you really like to do is have them play the the single the single on the on the air just to get another over spin. and over and over. And, but yeah, you, so you have to go. You go uh, meet these people. And and so that's how your single starts climbing the charts. The more people you see uh, in, in the in the radio world, um, they're the gatekeepers for for your single to be a success, right? 
So, but your situation was different, Tate, because you're the hometown boy. Yeah, mine was just won the X Factor. Yeah, right. We wanted to own you. Right. Both stations wanted to claim Tate is our guy, right, but you right. could not do that because no. of the label. I couldn't do. Nor it. would you want to anyway. No, no, and and it's business at that point. You know, your your friends, you, you can be friends uh, with everybody, but business yeah. is business, and it has to stay business. Um, and and certain people get you know might get a little uh, butt hurt about certain mm-hmm. things, and it happens. And, and there's nothing you can do as an artist. You can't do anything. But so let's talk about people coming to see you guys and pl- maybe playing their first single on the radio, right? First time. Um, and you, you you brought up Shania Twain. Um, so did yeah. she was one that came in and did she she play or or how did that well, go? Well, that was incredible because that was at Hot Country CJ 106 in 93. And uh-huh. she, no one knew of her quite yet. She had her first single that wasn't even a hit. And it was called, What Made You Say That? She had a video. By chance, I saw it the day before I was on the air, and I said, who is that? My God, she's beautiful. (laughs) Shania Twain. The song is on. I couldn't forget that. So the next morning, the program director says, well, it's the afternoon show for me. And he said, I've got a couple of people here in the hallway that want to be on the air. One guy's named Toby Keith, and the other is Shania Twain. Well, I said, Toby Keith, okay, yeah, he's got, should have been a cowboy, climbing the charts on the way to number one. Impressive. But Shania, really, she's on, yeah, bring her in. <laughs> you know, so yeah. they bring her in. She's, Hopefully she's still wearing that bikini. <laughs> <laughs> she's stunning. I mean, Absolutely. unbelievably beautiful. Probably 26 at that point, had just come from Nashville. Of course, she was working a nightclub in Canada where they found her, if you will. Mm-hmm. But in Nashville, she was like, hold it. Now, I don't play this having a luncheon and then write a song with 14 people. I write my own songs. So they were already having an attitude problem with her. <laughs> she comes into the studio, and she shakes my hand like a man. I mean, a hard handshake. And I, I was like, wow, that's a handshake. Right. I didn't know her backstory. I didn't know she was planting evergreen trees on the tundra for her parents. And it was a hard life up there. So I put her on the air. And she's great, but I said, you know, this is amazing. I just saw you frolicking on the beach yesterday in your video. And she says, oh, really? Was I was I frolicking, you know? Yeah. And I thought, wow, attitude. I love it. <laughs> so all these years later, she writes the book, The Woman and Me. And she's talking about her first tour, how she's going to these radio stations. And she was talking about her video where she's frolicking uh-huh. on the beach. Where'd she get that? That's awesome. Yeah, so see, so that yeah. that's um, like I said, as an artist, you you go see these people, and and uh, you know you have the good ones. Um, I still to this day have some really good friends in radio uh, from all around the country, and and uh, from our radio tour and stuff, and um, they're super good people. They love music, um, and 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 they really want to help artists. Then you have some that <laughs> they don't they don't care <laughs> who you are or what you're doing. It's just. <laughs> You gotta, you gotta, you're, you're the guy in the conference room. You know what I mean? Uh, that you bought lunch for everybody. That's all they care about. So, um, man. Okay. So let's fast forward. So you're, you're at one yeah. CJ one Oh six right then. Hot country CJ one Oh six after Q one Oh four. Okay. So then when, when did the wolf thing, I mean, obviously because the wolf owns a thousand radio stations in the country or whatever. Yeah, it it's is. a brand, but, right. but yeah, inter intercom had the wolf. And we're taking the AM of 61 country and moving it to the FM. Right. And so that's when it became different labels, but pretty much 106.5 The Wolf on FM. 
And so, you know, there, that was the demise, unfortunately, of one of the greatest morning show guys and human beings in the world, David, David Lawrence. Oh, David Lawrence. That's, that's right. That heart, still breaks my heart the way that went down. Yeah, man. But anyway, uh, they had a, an interim guy. They had a couple of morning shows in there. Mm-hmm. And I was actually doing middays at KUDL for 10 years. But that shut down, and they turned that into KMBC-FM. Oh. And so I was offered, Raj, would you do mornings at the Wolf? And I was like, I've done country before. I love country. I've always said, if I stop the top 40 stuff, I'll do country in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. And so that's when I started in 2011. And uh, I loved it. I didn't like getting up at 315, but it was an amazing ride. Yeah, man. So that's where, obviously, listening to country radio here in town, um, you know, you bring up 61 country. How funny is that? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I, man, I, I couldn't, we couldn't, my dad, uh, in any vehicle you got in of his, it was 61 right. country. There was no other radio station. And, it, you know, here I am in the 90s, and I'm like, dude, let dad, let's, can we move the dial a little bit? He's like, Touch it, and I'll break your hand. And I'm like, okay, never right. mind. You know, so uh, I just remember uh, on the weekends listening to 61 country and, and, um, they always did the the uh, was it the top it wasn't the top was it top twenty they did and then they they had um, uh, oh why can't I think of his name uh, God all I can think of was Earl Pitts and that's not <laughs> that's not it um, what's, what's his name um, the huge broadcaster Wes Cunningham no 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 the huge broadcaster they it was like syndicated his syndicated show and now the rest of the story what was that oh guy? oh what's his name um. I'm drawing I can't a blank. I am drawing a blank. I can't. Huge. I can't you know who I'm talking about? Paul Harvey. Paul Harvey. Oh, that. I thought you meant a guy doing a rate. A, a, no, uh, no, 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 no. Songs. No, doing no, no. songs. So they would after. Oh like, yeah, the Paul top, Harvey. Then Paul Harvey, and I. That's that's what I listened to with my dad when we were going fishing or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and and then I remember that closing. I remember them, you know, kind of closing up shop and 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 that going away. Um, yeah. Which. You know, was was sad. It, it you know because it had been around. I think the longest of all, all you know AM stations here, or you know country stations, if you will, uh, in town. Right. But, but uh, yeah, so fast forward, we're 2011, um, and and listening to radio, uh, you always we have to bounce back and forth. You know, because you mm-hmm. you guys might be playing a song that I'm like, eh, I'm not listening to it. I don't want to. I change it. Go. I, I you know you go from KFKF to 104 to 1065. You just kind of keep jumping until you hear the song you want to hear or whatever. Sure. Um, and and until you get to the morning shows, and then I you know working in the morning, I'd get up and I'd always turn. I'm 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 an early riser, uh, and and once I'm up, I'm up. It's not. It doesn't take me long. I'm going right. Uh, my wife asked. She just. It's. Oh, it's like waking up the devil, and it, it takes like an hour, you know. And then she'll just look at you. Don't talk. You don't don't say anything. She'd be great for a morning show. Oh my god, It'd be awful. <laughs> so I would always listen to the music in the morning, and so I always had yeah. had you guys on, you and Cody, and and um, you know. So I kind of I kind of learned. Um, you know about you guys and 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 loved your your morning show that you guys did, and then of course now we make it up to the X Factor. So um, me being who I am, you guys were the first ones to reach out, um, and I don't know who did that. I don't know if it was you or her or, or whoever the PD was. I don't know if Wes was there yet or not. I'll tell you how that went down. So I owned it. I said, 
Tate Stevens, are you kidding me? A local guy winning the X Factor. Have you seen how clever he is on that show? How he's got that whole audience enthralled, singing the songs with, with the way you belted it out. And when they interview you, you were damn funny. I mean, you'd come up with stuff off the top of your head. And our program director, Wes, or yeah, Wes, that's his name. I almost forgot. I've been trying to forget for a while now. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> he said, listen, you guys are focusing so much on Cass County. The world is not just Cass County. You may be winning Cass County, but we got all of the metro to worry about. And I said, the, the entire metro does. The entire country is in on Tate Stevens. He's winning the X Factor, and he's in our back freaking yard. <laughs> you got to own this guy. You got to love this guy. Yeah, you That's know how it happened. I so I remember um, coming home. Uh, I, well, I ha- we did all the the you know the stuff right right after the uh, show aired. Um, the the uh, auditions aired. The live auditions aired. I started getting phone calls from, you know, of course, Fox News because it was a Fox show uh, yeah. that I was on. So um, obviously, but we, I couldn't talk to him. There was nothing I could say to him because because you, know, you couldn't reveal, we couldn't reveal anything. Even though yeah. I knew, okay, yeah, I'm I'm moving forward at, at a certain time. I'm going to move forward, but whatever. Up until the live shows happened, um, right? So. It, it was it was one of those things, man. And you guys reached out first. You were the first ones to uh, like open open your arms and say, "Hey, man, we're we're here for you. We're we're on your team." And and which meant a ton uh, because I I know how much as an artist, I know how much radio means for an artist. I mean, this is the only way people hear our music. And I knew eventually. <laughs> A song was going to come out that I was going to have to push out, um, and when that day came, you know, it was hard for me. And I, I, I remember, I love Mike Kennedy, loving to death, and, and and Mike, Mike is one of those program directors uh, that really help artists. He really, yeah. really does, um, and and he develops them. Yeah, exactly, and and he's one of the best at it. Um, no question in, in the country, um, and and so. You know, love Mike and 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 those and those guys over at 104, and and uh, you know they gave me some love, and and which is great, and I needed it. I needed everybody here, and not just in in Kansas City, but I needed everybody across the country to do that. You know, to make this thing a hit, and and um, but to me, it it meant the world. You guys came out for the bonfire thing. You guys were at every everything that was going on here. Uh, with well, that in town. remember, and, it was the uh, water tower that was such yeah. a big thing. We yeah. said, we got to get Tate's name up in that water tower. Yeah. And so working with the mayor and trying to come up with the money right. and get that actually done. I mean, how do you feel to this day when you drive by the water tower and go, the home of Tate Stevens? Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's awesome. It, 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 you know, I, I remember um, when they revealed it on the show, they revealed, yeah. it, you know, it's going to be up there, blah, blah, blah. I, you know, to me, I thought, man, you know, because if you've ever driven through Yukon, Oklahoma, you say Yukon, Oklahoma, home of Garth Brooks. You you go to Moore, Oklahoma, yep. you see home of Toby Keith. You see all these things. Exactly. And, and so you, 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 you made it, right? I mean, at the end of the day, you've made it uh, if your name's on the water, if, if your name's on the water tower. <laughs> so when they, when they did that, uh, you know, it was it was, it was just a, a crazy. There was a, a crazy emotion that went along with that, but but it was a con. It, it still is a constant reminder. I mean, I, I you know, uh, unfortunately, COVID has kind of shut a lot of things down um, for artists uh, everywhere, not just here and me, mm-hmm. but, but for everywhere. Um, you know, so it's it's just a constant reminder for me to be the best 
person I can be for this area and, 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 and still stand up and, and, you know, make good music when I can. And, and, uh, you know, I love it here. Obviously we, we never left. Um, and, uh, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's also, it's also a really, really strong reminder of, um, how, how people can raise you up. Um, and, and, so for me, like like I said, it's it's an amazing it's an amazing thing when I drive by. I try not to look at it too much, honestly. I I, <laughs> I don't. I try not to look at it. I, I always I, look at it. But you know, like, hey, look. I, I you know, but I know people. I, but you know, for for when it's your name, when you're I, I when get it's it. your name, you know, you just try not to you try not to focus on things like that because you know it's it's an amazing thing, but it's also you know don't suck, dude, because. <laughs> you know, look, look what we did. You know, look what we did for right. you. Um, you. You know what I mean. So there, it's kind of a, it's kind of that blessing cursed kind of kind of thing. No, I love it. But I understand. But it is. It is sometimes. It's like, golly, man. Yeah. Oh, well, let's man. cut to the quick. So, let's be yeah. honest about something. Let's yep. be. Let's cut to the quick here. Sure. With the power of a love song. Uh huh. In my mind, that song should have been top ten nationwide. We didn't get the right breaks and the ads at the right timing and the right right push and the money behind it that would have made it go. Then there was always the question, was that the right pick as the single? That was a big issue. Man, uh, you know, in, in it, like we talked about, uh, you know, artists having to come to do radio tours and stuff like that, and the label picks what really comes out first. Right. Um, now, once I think once you become a, a established artist, I think you have a little more say in like, sure. I, I don't really care for that one. I want to go with this one. Um, but but uh, so you know, I had to go along with what they wanted to do. Um, and I love the song. It's a, it's a big song, huge, huge song, right? Big, big, uh, big song. So I, I didn't, I didn't have any problem with coming out with that first. Um, I wanted, I wanted a tempo song first. Um, right. And, and I thought they were going to go with uh, holler if you're with me. Um, mm-hmm. because that was the Pepsi thing and sure that was. came up with that. Great video. Yeah, it was, it was fun and, and all that. So uh, I thought that was going to be our first single, but they said no, that was just strictly for Pepsi. Um, they wanted to go mainstream more, they thought. Yeah, and so I'm like, okay, cool. So we're, we're going to go this way. Uh, funny story about going with a, a ballad, if you will, uh, first. Uh, Brad Paisley, um, when when I talked to him, uh, I met him at the, the boat show, the Sony boat show, um, and, and he just, I, you know, I was a little concerned with coming out with a ballad because, you know, it's kind of like, oh, man, a ballad first? That's kind of tough. That's, that's hard. It's a hard thing to do. Um, yeah. And, and uh, he just smiled and he said, I came out with a ballad first. I understand where you're at. And, Which and, one was it? Um, um, one that was a hit. I hope you or uh, and we danced. Wasn't that his first? Was that his oh, first? Oh, my! A monster hit. Yeah, huge hit. Yeah, obviously. So uh, I think that was his first. Anyway, whatever it was, it was a ballad. And he was like, "I've been there, dude. I understand what you're saying." And I said, I, yeah. "Yeah, I get it." He's like, "You'll be fine." Um, anyway, so yeah, you know, with how things came, with the, you know, the speed with which we had to do things uh, right after right. the show, it was it was so go 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 go. Oh, wait a minute, you know, back back up, <laughs> go 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 go. Oh, time out, back up. You know yep, what I mean? Yep. So, yeah. um, and, and and you know, not anyone's fault necessarily. I, I don't think, but um, I would have I would have loved to come out with a with a, a different. Like I said, a tempo song uh, from that first album, um, mm-hmm. and and so, 
but it is what it is, man. It, you know, it happens. And and here's the thing: you can you can look at you can look at things uh, two ways. You can be bitter, or you can just just be like, hey, it's what it is, and and it was meant to be this way. It wasn't meant to be the other way. Um, and, and that's kind of how I look at it. Or I'd be really pissed off all the time, you know, <laughs> you know. So, well, who so, knows what the future would have held if you'd have had a string of hits? Right. You may not be the happy person you are right now because absolutely. a lot of people have that fame, absolutely. and their life goes to hell. You know what? I it, it, I, I understand why um, alcoholism and and drug addiction in in famous pressure. People, it's the pressure. Yes. It is pressure. And and a lot of people don't understand that because they don't deal with it. And I dealt right. with a very little minute piece of it. Um, and, and I mean, so, but I, I, I see that and I've seen it mm-hmm. in, in artists that I know that are a lot, a lot bigger than, than I would have ever been or whatever. Um, some of the mega stars and I, I, yes. I got to see it firsthand and it's sad, but I knew why, you know, um, and, 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 you know, like I said, that's, you know, it is, I guess it is what it is. It's a blessing. Well, whether it was a hit or not, your material was top notch. And I yeah. remember the first time you debuted that second album, it was at Smithers studio. Yeah. Right there yeah. in Belton. Yep. And every cut was like, uh, that was really good. Let's hear another one. Oh, I like this better. No, I like yeah. that third one. I like the fourth one. <laughs> yeah. So who in the hell yeah. can really pick the single? Yeah. You know, we, and we came out, um, and that was when I was on RPM. Um, we came out with, uh, uh, better at night was the first single. That's what they chose. Oh yeah. And, and great it, song. It a cool song, man. It's kind of different. It, we, yep. it, I got out of my comfort zone on that, that project, which I liked. It was fun. Uh, it was, you know, it was, a, it was a lot of fun. That project was, uh, making it. Um, and then, you know, like I said, things happen for a reason, whatever reason that is, I don't know. And, and, uh, you know, and, and then, you know, we were, we were on a radio tour with, with better at night and, and, and it looked to me what we would go in and they were like, this is what we needed. This is every, every PD. We we're like, man, we, we love power of love song. We played it, but this is what we needed to come out. Uh-huh. You need to come out with something like this. It's kind of cool. You know, has a little tempo, even though yep. better at night's not a it's not a really up tempo song, kind of very mid to low mid tempo tune, mm-hmm. but it just felt good, had a cool feel. <clears throat> and uh it did. so anyway, uh, you know, and things like I said, things happen for a reason and and whatever that is. But uh this new project I have is probably the best stuff I've ever done. Um tell us about and, it. Well, it's it's really cool for for me. Um I, I got to got to lean on some of my buddies. Uh and and uh, Mike Rogers uh, produced my my album or not my not album it's uh, it's like an EP. Um, uh, Mikey did it, and and we got to take time and 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 make this thing uh, how I wanted, you know what I thought I sounded like. If that makes any sense, like who is Tate Stevens as an artist right now today? Um, what do I wa- what do I want to say? Um, as an artist and and how how do I want it to feel so that's what we did on that we we sat down and, and we we took notes and and we would play things and and pick songs and and we were writing and stuff and and it was like I, some great material and I got some great material from you know Craig Morgan who's a buddy of mine so Craig Craig is an amazing you mentioned Craig being a friend yeah, yes dude, he, he's an amazing writer and a, and a good dude and and, uh, and talk about drawing from real life experience good Lord has he been through hell and back yeah absolutely so uh Craig uh he he cut a song on on um his last not his last one but his second last album and he said man would you cut this song 
I think well, you need to cut it. And I'm like, absolutely, absolutely, I'll do it. You know, yeah. thank you, thank you. Um, and, uh, <laughs> you know, so it was one of those kind of things. And, and then I got I got pitched, you know, of course, when you're looking for songs, people, you know, you got pluggers pitching songs, pitching That's songs. That's how you do it. And and I got – Trying to find songs, yeah, right. Man, yeah, and, and I got pitched a song that, that um, Hauser wrote, Randy Hauser. Um, oh, love and, him. And, oh, yeah. Amazing. So I got pitched a song and that he'd cut on a, a previous uh, project that wasn't a hit or anything. It was just an album cut. I thought yeah. it's a, I think it's a hit. And I'm like, um, I'm like, yeah, absolutely. And your we, voice would suit that. Do, your voice yeah. would be nicely matched to a uh, Randy song. Yeah, definitely. man. So, hey, so, did you play Acoustic Christmas on stage with him? No, no, no. Uh, he, it was our Acoustic Christmas we did was Dan and Shay. Dustin, oh, Randy wasn't on that one. No, oh, okay. no, no. It was Dan and Shay, Dustin Lynch, and the uh, um, Rachel somebody. Yeah, and I don't remember her. She was awesome. I thought she was great. Um, but it wasn't the Osborne brothers. You weren't on that one, were you? Yeah, that's the one. That was the Osborne. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and I remember because I was playing the cowbell on one of their songs, <laughs> and, and, and uh, I can't more, ca- more cowbell, yeah, more cowbell, man. He was like, I've never been upstage by a guy playing cowbell, and I'm like, sorry, <laughs> that's great, sorry, it was fun, but anyway, yeah. yeah, that was the acoustic Christmas we did with you guys, and and uh, but yeah. yeah, man. So this this new project is is amazing, but. Um, you know, for me, it, it says who I. How I mean, do we How do we look for it? Are you going to market it soon, or yeah, well, not quite uh, there yet? We had a single. We uh, we came out with a single uh, called Sugar Town, um, and mm-hmm. and uh, we put just released it iTunes and all that stuff. You know where you can, and and uh, we did that, and and which is really cool because, like I said, we were calling all, all our friends um, to to play. Uh, Jimmy Olander from Diamond Rio played guitar on it, and oh wow, uh, yeah, Travis Toy. So I had we have all these different people on this You've project. Got some names, and yeah, dude, it's it's cool. So like I said, I have a lot of cool friends, uh, a lot cooler than me. So, so, <laughs> In low uh, places, yeah, absolutely. So anyway, so yeah, that that's kind of the new the new project for me. But um, now you know, Tate, when you do play on stage, right. uh, it, it's obvious how polished you are, and you also get the feeling that here's a guy who's been there for a long time. Crafting his work, and you're you're a professionist on stage. I, I remember watching you at Carney and, and watching you at Kansas Hall and yep. all these different venues, and and you really are at that level where I mean you could have just as easily been at the level of some of these artists that we have talked about in this conversation. Right, no I, question. I, I well, yeah, thank you. I I, I try. I, I take you know sometimes it's for me. I take too much. I, I don't know, maybe too much pride in what I do. Um, just because here's the thing, and and like I said, we talked about Chris Ledoux. Uh, <laughs> Chris Ledoux, I watched him. I stood on the side of the stage after opening shows for Chris Ledoux. Uh, I watched him work, and and it meant something to him that yeah. everybody in that whole place got something. They could feel it. And and so just watching him do that, and and watching other artists that I'd open shows for, and just fans of other art, you know, you know Garth Brooks, and 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 uh, I mean George Strait, he just stands there and plays, and it's George, but it's awesome, and that's what you go for, right? Uh, but you know, like Garth, you know, there's there's something that he has. Uh, it, it's you know, at any moment, it's like as soon as he walks on stage, even when he was like, if you go back and watch some of Garth Brooks stuff. Before he was famous, when, when he, he was, was in Oklahoma at that little bar, when he was playing nightclubs and just doing and doing the top thing. forty, yeah, he he could he could 
it, it's not it's not demand it's command he commands you to well his passion his passion is so off the charts i've never seen a guy that cries at the drop of a hat about anything he's so emotional <laughs> yeah. yeah well uh <laughs> yeah I, I i get it and and but you know, watching him just going to see him yeah. live and watching all his specials, just what and and you know what he says is true. I th- I think as an artist, you have to, um, you have to make everybody or try. You're not going to make everybody happy. It's just not going to happen. Um, at least not for me. But uh, but you're not going to make everybody happy. But you have to try. You have to. Here's what I say: if there's if there's a hundred people, if there's if there's one, if there's a hundred, if there's a hundred thousand people in front of me. If I can get one person to buy it, to to go, I believe that. Yeah, I've done my job. Yeah, to me, and, and that's so, a, that's the thing about you and Garth. Garth, you you can't help but believe it because he's so passionate about what he's doing. Yeah, man. And he thought he he thought he would go to Nashville in in twenty four hours. He cut some deals <laughs> and he'd be on the way to be a superstar. Yeah. and he was smacked down. He yeah. went back home with his tail tucked, Absolutely. and it was a while before he said, I'm going to try this again. So he goes to Nashville, and it takes him two years. Yeah. It was hard, well, you know, and, but he finally made it work. You know, you talk about perfecting a craft or honing your skills. Mm-hmm. Playing playing nightclubs, when I graduated high school, I, you know, out on the road 258 days a year, uh, Jeez. you know, at, at 19 years old. Playing, yeah. playing everywhere and anywhere they would have us, um, five and six nights a week, five, four and five hours a night, and you just you learn you learn how to entertain, because a lot of people don't give a damn if you're there or not. <laughs> They're just there to drink a beer or whatever. True, um, and and you know what I mean. So it, it's like you have to you have to figure out how can I get that guy at the bar to turn around at least right. once and go, all right, that was good. I like that. Or exactly. whatever, you know. And as a singer, uh, not so much as an entertainer, I learned, <clears throat> you know, listening to my heroes uh, sing um, and trying to sound like Joe Diffie my whole life. You know, once I heard him sing the first time, I thought, that's who I want to sound like. I want to sound like Well, that like between Joe so. Diffie and Mark Chestnut and guys like that at that level, yep. they paid their dues. The word is authentic. And yeah. you hear it in their music. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and that's what I wanted to be. I, I mean, I think every I think every artist wants to feel like they're an authentic artist, or or you know, they're authentic to what their craft is. You know, definitely I do, and I I, I hope I hope that's what people get out of it. I mean, I don't I don't know if they it is. Well, there's but. also there's also the business machine of it, and obviously. When you say that, you think of reality TV shows yeah. that we've had yeah. tons of them, and that's why. American Idol is so burned out at this point. Yeah, that yeah. brand is so yeah. tired. But when it started, it, it was captivating, and there was some artists that cut on huge, through. But huge artists. I mean, you, yeah, Carrie Underwood. You know, Carrie, number uh, one. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, but anyway, like you know, going back to music and 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 the '90s music. Uh, you know that, like like I said, AJ and I were sitting here talking, and I'm like, "Give me your top five. 
male yeah. artist of '90s. So we were we'd list them off, and and we had agreed on a few. But I had like a lot, a lot of uh, AJ. <laughs> AJ's like, man, you got a lot of honorable mentions on that list, and I'm like, hey, you got to, man. There's so many artists. You're only giving came, me five. Yeah, I mean, there were so many artists that come out yeah. in this in this in the '90s that were great, and and you don't some of them you don't even hear. And now then you go into the late '90s. We were kind of we were kind of early mid '90s. Yeah. AJ and I were kind of doing the early to mid '90s in our mm-hmm. list, but you get into the late later '90s, and you have like the, the Daryl Singletarys, and you have those kind of artists. Holy yes. cow! I mean, that's right. a whole different thing. You know, you're like, oh, oh, okay, so this guy, you know, is is Keith Whitley reborn and uh-huh. and better. It's ridiculous, man. You know, so so it's it's hard to pick five, and and you know, the female artist even too. You know, we're we're like George Strait. You can't really count George as a '90s artist because he was back in the '80s, but he 80s. was still yeah. he was still making hit records in the '90s. And well, you know, that's why he's through. the king because he has Absolutely. what sixty plus number one songs. Yeah, but Reba's the same way. '80s all the way oh, through yeah. the '90s. She was huge in the '90s. And good point. And it's like you can't count Reba because she came from the '80s era. You know, Randy yeah. Travis was making hit records in the '90s. You know, so it, it was it was hard to to put our list together but uh right. you know like i said so man i i gotta tell you i appreciate you being being here and and uh anytime we just got thing. warmed up i know so I, we probably i know we could talk for hours i i there's probably so many, should wrap this one up yeah this there's so many stories we could we could uh talk about but again man uh roger i appreciate i appreciate everything obviously you know and i've told you this a hundred times i appreciate all the support that you guys gave me uh you know when after the show and and it, it means the world it really did mean the world and it still does to me to this day uh you know it, it meant it meant something that you guys cared enough uh to take to take you know to even to even say things and 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 do go do the extra stuff that you did and show up to the things and and things like that so um i, I well it so happened that your family kind of became our family a little bit right you know we got to meet people that we didn't know before and loved everybody in belton meet me Cass county <laughs> Those are memories. <laughs> Those are memories I'll, I'll always cherish the rest yeah. of my life. Yeah, man. I, so, like I said, it was it was a, it's a great time. It was a great time for me. Still, you know, I still love it, and and that's why this podcast is the Sweet Life. You know, it, yeah. no, no pun intended. I always say that because of the song Sweet Life, but it it, it really is. I have a great life, um, and and I, I had a great life before this the x factor and everything but we we have a great life now and and still i guess and and uh it just keeps keeps getting sweeter i guess the older i get i'm kind of like a grape i'm turning into a raisin pretty soon <laughs> you're <laughs> wine yeah i'm wine now. i'm wine yes. now so anyway roger uh, carson man i got to tell you thank you so very much man you uh, for doing this and we're gonna have you on again because we have we have a lot of stories we, we can talk for hours um so we'll do this you again we'll do this again there soon. are there is a few we can't tell <laughs> but yeah. we'll keep them secret. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, listen, we got to get you playing live again. Number one, man, I, I can't. I, I every time AJ comes over, I'm like, we got to, we got to start playing, dude. I got to, I got to start playing yeah. again because it, yeah. it is. I need it for my soul. You know what I mean? I, 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 exactly. I need that for my soul to play music and and uh, so. Yep. Hopefully soon. Hopefully soon, we're gonna get to do it. But, uh, dude, thank you. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Out of here, Tater. Yes, sir. Thanks, buddy. Bye-bye. Thanks, man. Take care. Man, AJ, I, I this is one of my favorites so far that we've done. Yeah. Um, 90s country music, to me, uh, it, it's uh, probably 
number one, number two, all time mm -hmm. uh, period uh, country music. You're yes, right. Yes, I completely agree. You know, uh, just the stories that the the artist told. Uh, you know, and and uh, having Roger on with those cool, you know, uh, yeah. radio stories. I mean, that, absolutely. People don't people don't understand that. You know, as an artist, like it's you know, like we said earlier, you got to go see the radio people. You got to you got to talk to them, get to know them, uh, and then they play your music. So yep. uh, it's kind of cool, little insight for everybody. Uh, so man, subscribe, subscribe to the podcast. Give us a five star rating. Review it, please. We we need the reviews. Uh, I like reading them. Uh, yeah. You know, good and bad. You know, like I said, uh, it, it all helps at the end of the day. Uh, and 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 be sure to uh, we're going to start trying to film these, right? Yeah. Get some video out. So look for that on on uh, YouTube and and uh, yeah. Uh, next week's going to be exciting too. Listen, uh, next week we're going to talk about kind of uh, what's happening. It just issues in in uh, in, in the world, uh, in in our country, in other countries, maybe uh, whatever doesn't even matter. We're just going to yeah. talk about everything. So uh, thanks for listening again, guys, and we will see you next time. Ain't this a sweet life? Hey guys, thanks for listening. Want to ask a question for a future episode? Well, hit us up on Facebook or Twitter with hashtag Sweet Life Podcast. And be sure to give us a five-star rating and hit that subscribe button. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to stay up to date on the latest news and information for the Sweet Life Podcast. And we'll see you next time.